0: Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Roostrock. I'm here with a very special children's author. Please welcome, and darling, say your name for me, otherwise I'm going to butcher it.
1: Yes, my name is Brucka Getz. Getz. It's spelled G-O-E-T-Z, but you pronounce it Getz. Brucka Getz.
0: See, I I would completely butcher that. Now... (laughs) Like I said, you're a children's author, but you're a little bit different. You have about 38 children's books out, if I'm counting correctly. Right. And they're all hmm, spiritual, religious-based?
1: They're all spiritual books. Right, all of them. I, I say that they're all books to help, designed to help children's souls to shine. Right, that's the purpose of all the books right
0: yeah. I mean books like these are needed to be taught early so we have a society of children with brightness in their souls
1: yes beautiful beautifully put right now, exactly
0: when did you start writing
1: oh i guess i've always been writing since i was a little girl um, and I also loved to write in rhyme for some reason when I was little, and I, I did keep that up. But um, I've always been writing. I just love to write. And um, I wanted to write the kind of books that I wished I had as a child books that had spiritual, books that explain deep spiritual concepts in a, in a joyful way that um, children can absorb it, and even in a concrete way that children can absorb it. So um, I, I wanted to write the books that I wished I had, and, and that's what I do. So that, just like you said, why shouldn't our souls be shining from the very start? So I, I even write books for toddlers and then books, picture books for children at like, preschool age, like that. Um, and then i've just written one one book for adults which is my memoir and it's actually how it's the story of how i went on a spiritual path in life that's that's what the book is about what it, it what's unusual about that book is that it's actually a case study it, it, it's a compilation of actual diary entries and journal entries and letters that I kept through the years of my journey so um, it's also It's also the story of how I developed and then overcame food addictions. so you actually can see the addictions developing through the diary entries and and then you could see the actually amazing joyful way in which it was resolved as well. Yeah.
0: You have a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. So, so, Which was your first book and which is your newest book?
1: Hmm. Oh, gosh, I'm not even sure. Let's see. My first book, hmm, I think, wow. Uh, well the, one one of the earliest books was The Happiness Box about teaching children the skill of how to be happy and one of my most recent books is is the book for adults it's called Searching for God in the Garbage and um basically I feel like um in many ways um in many ways, God has become like a dirty word. It's really interesting like like um when we're talking about spiritual things, we kind of don't want to say god we We want to talk about um <clears throat> energy source or something like that, so that basically we could include everybody. I feel like um it has God has gotten a kind of a dogmatic tone to it that that people have um some negative attachments. Many people have negative attachments to the term, um, mm-hmm. whether they feel it's too patriarchal or, or whatever. I mean, I I grew up where um, you know, my my it was my father was kind of anti religious and um didn't believe in God. Well, he didn't say he didn't believe in God. He was agnostic, you know, like we don't know. Um but I was really brought up to believe in the Bible as like a bunch of fairy tales and things like that. So um, for me to take a second look and to look deeper into that, into that was a major, major thing in my life to kind of, well, could God exist? You know, I mean, this was all like brand new for me to explore that and to explore um, basically the universality of of all types of spiritual disciplines. So um, I, I, I've been doing that. And like, like one of my books, one of my children's books is called The Invisible Book. It's, it's about all, so many things that we believe in that are invisible because many, many will say I can't believe in God because can't see God. You know. But, but yet there's so many other things we do believe in that are invisible like gravity, like time, like the air, the wind, our feelings, our thoughts. There's so much that we accept, so then it's not that far-fetched to believe that we're all souls, that we're spiritual beings um, clothed in bodies, you know. So, yeah,
0: These
1: these are concepts that I believe children can relate to because they they are spiritual beings, and, and they can grasp it immediately. People think, you know, that how could a child grasp that, but you can't. So I, I put it in those very concrete terms to open the doors for children to explore their spirituality more. And, um <laughs> right. Now,
0: we need to start teaching our young again. Somehow we got away from teaching spirituality to your little ones. So we yes. have a whole... Generation that is lost yeah
1: yeah it's exact you 're exactly right, and I think one beautiful thing I see happening is meditation is beginning in schools, which is beautiful, giving chance i see even when children are disruptive, they give them a chance to meditate, which is a really, really beautiful thing that 's happening that 's a positive change and um to, to explore more and more that we're spiritual beings, we can waste a lot less time in life. And I see one of the things that I've explored is that, um, the addictions, addictions have become very widespread. And I see that as a result of just what you're saying, that, um, we're not getting the spiritual nourishment that we crave. So kind of that is the, um, That's the realization that I came to by writing my memoir. I came to the realization that I was spiritually starving. And so that, the symptoms were acted out in anorexic behaviors and then fluctuating with um, bulimic behaviors of like um, binge eating. You know, going on um, a desperate search for more and more food. And the story is, it, it all relates to overeating as well because we're desperately starving and it's a genuine hunger. So, so many diets don't work out for people because they're trying to um, solve it in a physical way. And the, and, and, and the truth is that it's, it's, there's a genuine spiritual hunger. And if we don't fill that hunger, then we will try to fill it with other types of addictions, whether it's food or some other type of addiction. Um, Right. I was just
0: talking to someone yesterday about healing from the inside. You can take away the chemical. You can take away whatever it is you're addicted to. But if you don't heal the inside, you're just going to fall into a different category.
1: Exactly. There's an inner emptiness and if we don't feel the inner emptiness, all of the food or whatever other addiction we put in to comfort ourselves to try to cover the pain it it, it only helps so temporarily to um to help and, and and another another part of that that I've been exploring that I love to share is that it has to do with um levels of pleasure. So the most and these these there are five levels of pleasure, and they relate to the five levels of our soul. So um, this is something that I've learned from Jewish wisdom. So the 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 most basic level of the soul is connected to our physical bodies, and that level of the soul it, we can give it pleasure through the physical pleasures that we put in, like you know whatever they are um, you know food and music and being in nature and all those things are designed for us to have pleasure from them so they they not only uplift our um, physical beings they uplift our souls as well in other words we we need food in order to uplift our spirits we need music to uplift our spirits we need being in nature we need we need we need all these things Um, But people can get stuck on one very easy way to get pleasure. And they get stuck because they want immediate comfort and they want immediate pleasure, but it's a very transitory, fleeting pleasure. And so when we get stuck on one addiction, it leaves us being miserable afterwards. So it it doesn't give us lasting pleasure. So as we go up the pleasure ladder the pleasure becomes more and more lasting in our lives. So I feel that this, this is the joyful way to overcome addictions. When we recognize that that the, the, the pleasure we're getting from food or whatever is temporary, and then we can call to our minds immediately, we get in the habit of calling to our minds a variety of other pleasures that we could substitute in instead of the one that we're stuck on. And and they could be other physical pleasures like I mentioned, like being in nature or listening to music and but then we can move up the pleasure ladder. The the, the second level is love. And, and 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 that that's the second level that's of our spirit, of our soul. And and that involves doing kind acts like when we, when we love involves appreciating the goodness in other people. So when we do kind acts for other people, we feel such pleasure and it lasts a lot longer than a bag of potato chips. You know, it like fills us with, (laughs) yes, it fills us with the pleasure that we really can save with us. And, and it also fills the emptiness inside at a deeper level. So then the next level up, the third level is meaning, putting more meaning into our lives. And then the fourth level is creativity. And the fifth, the highest level, is, 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 has to do with transcendence. And that involves connecting with everybody, seeing how we're all connected. That when, and when, we're, when we recognize that we're spiritual beings, then the, the lines between us, fade away, we kind of melt into recognizing that we're all connected to source energy. So it, 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 it fills us really with a love for not only all human beings, but animals and plants, the whole natural world, and, and that's how we connect to source. So as you can see, like each of these levels fills us with a greater and greater pleasure and when we recognize that that is really the joyful way to overcome addictions so um yeah it's it's really it's a great pleasure for me to share this because oh, i I'm, think yeah
0: it's no, very important so i'm very thankful that you are sharing it <laughs> thank
1: you thank you for giving me this opportunity i i love to spread this very basic message um you know, I, I, I graduated from Harvard University, and people would say, you know, um, I think that you're going to be, I, 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 like, I specialized in psychology, and I was becoming a psychiatrist in medical school, when I actually detoured into a spiritual pathway. So I, this, this resonates with the deepest part of my soul, because I feel like I did not end up becoming um, a doctor of the physical sciences. But more like a, a doctor of the soul. That this, I feel like this is the way I love to spread and spread healing in the world. Um, now, like sometimes this can be enough for people. For me, this was enough. Getting the spiritual nourishment I needed was enough for me to overcome the addiction. But for other people, they may need um, some type of therapy as well because the, the point is that there's, there can be many layers of garbage that are heaped on top of a soul. And, and our pure soul, that highest level of the soul, it stays pure forever. No matter how much garbage has been piled on top of our beautiful souls, that pure part is still there. And so as we peel off, or you could say melt away, the outer layers, um, and that could happen through, you know, sometimes people may need therapy in addition to adding spiritual nourishment to their lives. In, in my case, that wasn't necessary because, I mean, I I didn't have a childhood of trauma. Um, you know, I didn't suffer with abuse or trauma or neglect. But if people have suffered from these things, then the spiritual nourishment may not be enough to actually be able to reach that pure part within it there may be it may be necessary to get some outside therapeutic help to peel away those outside layers so that you can the nourishment, the spiritual nourishment can actually reach your beautiful sh- shining soul um, so th- that's what I really recommend and, and a person will know themselves if, if the spiritual nourishment is reaching them and because they can feel their soul beginning to shine and, and then life really becomes a joyful adventure. <clears throat> and, and it's not like the pain goes away because life is filled with painful moments. But um, it will be less and less necessary to provide uh, comfort that leads to an addiction to uh, deal with the pain. Um, a person, when they experience pain in their life, will be able to substitute um, spiritual nourishment, all types of spiritual nourishment that can help their soul to shine. Um, things like, I mean, yoga is a very effective way, too, of helping a person's soul to shine. Um, I, I can give an example. If, let's say a person just feels like overeating. They can ask themselves this one question. Is it my body that is hungry or my soul? And if they can get in the habit of asking that one question, then they can suddenly, like, like the the what's happening is um, when they you're feeling the fear or flight response. It's kind of in the back part of the brain, the the reptilian brain, the amygdala, where you're feeling that fearful feeling. Let's say you feel awkward at a party and you just keep eating whatever. So, like, if you can move move your thoughts to your prefrontal cortex then the new neurons start firing and you can create a new habit just with that one question is it my body that is hungry or my soul and when you ask that question suddenly the neurons start firing in a different part of your brain and you can think of different things to do oh maybe there's somebody lonely standing in the corner i could talk to or If I'm stuck at home, maybe I can call or text somebody lonely instead of finishing up the bag of potato chips. You know, and what's interesting is you don't even have to do the action. Just thinking about it helps. That's that's an amazing part. Just thinking about it puts you at a different level where the neurons in your brain are firing in a different place. And you've moved up to a higher level and you have... Reconnected with your soul.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. I watch every once in a while 600 Pound Life. Not often because I don't have time to watch anything, but at the same time, Doctor Now has therapists that say the same thing you are. Wow. In a different manner. Wow. It's. something you have to go from within to heal yourself if you don't deal with ever the main problem was. This is a spiritual problem, this is a trauma that happened eons ago, or whatever the original root problem is, you're not going to heal. If you're not healing, you're going to take your food addiction to a gambling addiction, or you're going to take you're gambling addiction to something else. Yeah, It's just you're not healing. You're just trading one thing to another.
1: Exactly. And, and the amazing thing is, yeah, this is what I, I you know, was taught by a rabbi when I went to Israel the summer in between my first and second year of medical school. This blew my mind
0: because
1: I had never heard anything like this before. What is the purpose of life? I, what I learned from this rabbi is the purpose of life is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. Well, that, I had never heard anything like that because it sounds like a hedonistic type of thing, but that's, that's not what's meant because if you look at it in a deeper way, the purpose of life is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. We are here to experience the highest levels of pleasure. And as well as the lower levels of pleasure, as well as enjoying food that was designed to be colorful and tasteful. I mean, food could have been designed to be totally gray and have no scent whatsoever, and it would still keep us alive. But actual, it was designed to give us a tremendous amount of pleasure, all the colors in the world, the beautiful nature that we have around us it didn't have to be like this. And so when we realize that life was meant to be pleasurable, just like you said, because people will think, oh maybe I'm just going to be miserable in life. Right? Because, you know, who knows what trauma or abuse a person may have suffered in their life, but when they recognize, no really, the purpose of life is, is, is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. When you know what is possible, then you could work to achieve it. You don't have to stop. Another teaching of this Rabbi was, the opposite of pain is not pleasure. The opposite of pain is comfort. It takes away the pain temporarily. But for pain can be intertwined with pleasure. Like when we give birth, there's a tremendous amount of pain involved, but that leads to pleasure. And we, when we work on challenges, there can be pain involved. That leads to pleasure. But comfort... Comfort takes away the pain, but it does not give us pleasure. So so we can strive for much greater. We can experience so much more joy in life than many people are experiencing. And that's why I want to give that gift to children from the very earliest point in life, as, as well as adults, um, through through my memoir to, to try to, and, and through just expressing this, uh, on podcasts such as this, because I think this is just, Vital, vital information for our souls to thrive and for, for everybody to thrive, you know, for their beings to thrive. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: You are, yeah. you are very welcome. I want to give you the opportunity to say anything that you need because you're hitting on every aspect I've been trying to reach to people.
1: Oh, um. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. This is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, basically, I'm going to emphasize just one more time when a person, when you feel like overeating, ask yourself, is it my body that is hungry or my soul? And then you could think about, hmm, maybe I could just open the window and feel the fresh air, feel the breeze blowing on me, feel the sunshine on my face instead of just sitting here and eating. Maybe I could do something creative. Maybe I could call someone lonely. Maybe I could turn on music that I love and stretch or dance around to some music. Or I could count my blessings. I could think of all the wonderful things that I love about my life. Because um, when you're feeling gratitude, you cannot feel miserable at the same time. It's one, one emotion or another. So. All these things, just have a toolbox of things that you can do instead of, you know, overeating or doing whatever other addiction that you may have. Have them ready. And and when you have them ready, you can just, whether you do them or not doesn't even matter. Just thinking about them changes your entire being right that moment. And you recognize that if I eat 87 more pieces of what I'm eating right now, it still won't fill the emptiness inside. That won't do it. So just the awareness itself is, is, is most of solving the problem. Hey, <laughs> That's I mean, what I want to share.
0: You have to be aware of what you're doing in order to change what you want to change.
1: Yes, exactly. And if you and the, and the best and most effective way to change habits is to do it joyfully. So if you, can, <laughs> if you can substitute in something that will give you more joy than the bag of potato chips or the brownies that you're eating, then go for it. You know, something can give you even greater joy than that. You may have just habituated to using that to give you comfort to cover up the pain. But there are so many more joyful things that you could put into your life right, right then, and it just becomes a habit, a joyful habit, and the habit, um, it, it, it takes, it becomes, in, um, encoded in your life really quickly, wired into your life really quickly, because it's a joyful new habit. So, so, um, yeah. <laughs> And and, and when people go on diets, they don't seem to last too long because they're kind of rigid and your person feels restricted, so they can last for a while. But many people experience yo-yo dieting because how long can you keep up a certain rigid way of doing things? In in this outlook, there's no rigidity, and it's not frustrating because it it all involves adding a tremendous amount of joy into your life. So um, that's why... Yeah, and especially, I don't know, people that are isolated at home now. It's a time when many people are overeating. And it's an opportunity to find other things that you enjoy. It's really infinite. Even being at home, you can find an infinite amount of things that you enjoy to your life. That's what's amazing. So I really hope that people can do that. Yes.
0: Like, with this lockdown right now, I haven't meditated in years, but with the lockdown, I needed something that was uplifting and positive, so I went yes. back to meditating an uh, hour, hour and a half every night.
1: Amazing. Amazing. It is, it is so beautiful. <laughs> I know I've been doing things I've never done before either. It is it's it's very liberating because it you know it broke the habitual way that we were doing things and it got every it shook, it shook us all up and there's so many negative things that come out of this so many deaths but we we those of us that aren't suffering with that right now you know we can we can add a lot of pleasure to our lives and hopefully all those people that have left us. We will see them again in the next world, and uh, because really all our souls are connected, so mm-hmm. so <laughs> that will happen. Yes. And uh, if anybody wants to find my books, they're all in one spot on my Amazon author page. So basically, all my children's books and searching for God in the garbage, my memoir. Um, you can find it there. I'm also once once this. Pandemic is over. I'm happy to do speaking engagements again, and I love giving presentations to children and adults. So I, I basically, I'll, I'll spell it again if you want, Bracha Getz, it's B-R-A-C-H-A, and Getz is G-O-E-T-Z. So you can look at my Amazon author page for my book, and thank you so much. I, I hope that you will continue to nourish your soul and have so much joy in life. And, and, and Melissa, I, I, I think you are a really joyful person, and I have so much gratitude to you for doing these podcasts. Thank you.
0: Uh, I want to get as many authors, entrepreneurs, and musicians on the shows as possible right now because the whole world needs to be uplifted just a little bit. Yes, if I, if I can flood social media with all these po- uplifting podcasts, at least we're putting positive back in, in, in the world right now.
1: Exactly. So true. Another place, you, I feel like assisted livings, nursing homes, prisons especially, need to be flooded with positive podcasts. I, I feel that, that that would be a really great thing to do. We need positive messages flooding the world, and it, it helps all of us. When I was searching for years for a positive spiritual message, it, it took quite a while till I found it, but when I found it, that was just so awesome. And, and so I'm, I'm very grateful, and that's why I want to share it with other people. <laughs> Thank you.
0: When we find something that's positive and it works, we want to share it. It's human yes. nature. Yes. We
1: want to help and all that's, and that's Exactly, because that's, that's how our, our unique souls shine. They shine when we're helping other people. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so it helps ourselves as well. <laughs> it yes.
0: It does. But it was so nice having you on the show. And again, yes. you can find all these wonderful books on everything she just went over through the last half hour on Amazon. I'll have the link in this on the video. So just click the link, and you'll find all these wonderful books. And I look forward to whatever more you write in the future.
1: Thank you, Melissa, so much. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And have a wonderful day and weekend, and stay safe. Have a nice day.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye, Melissa. It was a
0: pleasure. (laughs) Very much so. Thank you. Thank you.